as the season goes on, my skills get stronger. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm able to digest more and more games that are current, bro. So I get stronger. I like the money, bro. But like you say, that I'm better than you. You guys thought you guys were better than me. You're not better than me. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sports edition of the Late Night Early Morning Show. This is Augie Lopez saying if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready on the phone. I have the one and only, the guru, Adam. What's up, Adam? What's going on, man? What's going on? And, and to my right, we also have a uh, guy that knows a lot about sports. He's been on the Late Night Early Morning Show podcast. His name is Mr. Angelo Walker. Hey, what's going on, Adam? All right, so uh, just to let everybody know out there that's listening, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to get into, we're going to recap all the things that Adam said last week, how he made out. We're going to talk about the key games for fantasy football coming up this week. We're going to talk about uh, the bum of the week last week. Adam wants to recap on that. And then we're going to talk about the bum of the week this week, followed by... The picks, Angelo and uh, Adam are going to go through the picks, and then we're going to talk about some boxing. So the first thing that we got coming up, Adam, is we got to recap on what happened last week. What happened to you, brother? You know what, man? I took my lumps. I'm still licking my wounds, bro. I, 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 I dropped the ball big time. That was like maybe, you know, I had it like a bad showing like right off the like the second week, and then this one's been really bad. I think this one was worse, man. I, I took it pretty bad. Like on the what the... What the fuck was Adam thinking? You know what, bro? Let's let's go back to that. What the fuck was I thinking? You know what? Like I said, I was just throwing guys out there just just to, you know, fill in a hole or if you're in a pinch. And some of them, like maybe out of the nine that I threw out there, maybe three of them did good, like Percy Harvin, Steven Jackson. But another QB's panned out. You know, hopefully I can uh, help you out a little better this week. But I mean, like I said, there's it's there's a lot of studs, but it's like I said, you got to go with the guys that you got already, man. Right, right. So, um, moving forward, then what did you? Uh, what do you think the key games of this week are going to be in fantasy football? Wait a minute. What did you say your percentage was last week? How many did you get right out of the total picks? You think? Oh, out of out of out of the fantasy picks, like out of, out of the pick. I mean, out of the players. Hmm. You know, I got all my QBs wrong, but like Steven Jackson got in the end zone. Like out of the nine guys I covered, like Percy Harvin went off. I mentioned his name. I. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., but not actually out of my what the fuck was Adam thinking. I mentioned the Rams as well. Like I said, I like the Rams the rest of the way, the rest of the way out. Uh, but there was I also mentioned like Doug Martin, like ouch, no bueno. Uh, Brian Hoyer, Ryan, uh, Ryan Tannehill, those quarterbacks just did not. I also mentioned Kaepernick. Oh my gosh, Kaepernick. You know what? If I can kind of elaborate on the Kaepernick situation Go ahead. coming out of that game, Derek Carr. A lot of people are like, oh, I'd rather have Derek Carr than. You know, Kaepernick, you know, what I want everybody to do is put down their beers and sober up and realize Derek Carr sitting back there making throws. There's no pressure on him, nothing. The 49ers kind of gave up, and that game's going to lead to a domino effect. But let's go back and revisit Kaepernick and Derek Carr. I'd rather have Kaepernick than Carr, and I'm going to tell you why. Kaepernick is an awesome athlete. He's, he's sick. The guy can, can do all kinds of things. He's got a laser gun arm. What's wrong is that there's so many things in disarray there. And there's been so many people getting in his head saying, hey, you need to be a quarterback that needs to sit in the pocket, needs to throw, and then run. And then, You know what? He just needs to do what he needs to do. He needs to be that quarterback that in that playoff game against Green Bay, he was just running all over him. He was, he was like Russell Wilson, but better. 
You know what I mean? He needs to get back to doing that. Hey, you know, Adam, it's you, crazy. It's Adam, crazy. You know what? You know what the problem is with that dude is Colin Kaepernick is today's Michael Vick. Ooh. And, you know what? And, I can see, I can see that, but you want to know the difference though? Is that Kaepernick? He's actually shown that he has like the accuracy. He's a little bit off, but you know what? Michael Vick also was good like that. And I see where the comparison's at. He's, like they want to run the option, all that. He can do both. I think he can draw back from the pocket. He can do that. But see, the, but pro- that the, was, the, the back problem then, Michael is, Vick, the, 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 the offenses the offenses weren't geared to Michael Vick like the way they are now. Now they run the option read. Now they do all these crazy things. So I can see why why he's saying that. But the game has changed. Like you do, like you want a pocket. You want a, you do want a pocket quarterback. If they're six five and they're Caucasian, you know what I mean. But <laughs> if, if they're an extraordinary athlete like Kaepernick that has probably one of the best arms in the league, and he runs like a quick 40, you can't just have him just do one thing. You know I, what I mean? I you got to have him agree, do everything but, because but the defensive compare, players when you are compare, off the chain now. When you compare his skills to a, to, to a guy like Russell Wilson, you can, you can say that they're pretty comparable. As a matter of fact, I'd say Kaepernick is a, is a better athlete than Russell Wilson. The difference is, is Russell Wilson's ability to make changes throughout the course of a game, and Colin Kaepernick hasn't shown the ability to do that up to this point. You know, we all yeah, know what but, kind of skills he has, with, and he's blessed with unbelievable physical abilities. Mm. But as far as his his ability to <laughs> to to adjust during a game and make adjustments to his game in the in the course of a game, he's he's really struggling to do that. And after three years of seeing, you know, the defense really, you know, be the be the dominant the force that they were, he hasn't shown that he can that he can take the offense to that next level. And that's the concern that I think most people have. David Carr is still a rookie. He's only he's shown a few flashes of, of, of greatness, uh, you know, and has some some good moments here and there. But for the most part, he's still a rookie, still got a lot of development. But I think people see that he's got a good upside. Whereas with Kaepernick, people are starting to feel like he may have he may have capped out, you know. So now, so what's your, what's your you know what? There's a lot that? of there's a lot of people that would say I'll take Russell Wilson too over Kaepernick. And you know what? I'll go on record and say I want Kaepernick. And you know what? Seattle has a good job of kind of like they, at first when they brought him up. They wouldn't, they wouldn't ask him to do a lot because they had Marshawn Lynch and they would hand the ball to him, and their offensive line is good. So what they would do is limit him, and they would kind of hide him. But now what they realize is that he is an athlete, and he doesn't run. He kind of runs when the play breaks down, and then makes the throws just like Big Ben. You know what I mean? Right, but he's right. not Big Ben. And you know what? There's, I'm going to tell you one thing, Angelo. One thing has not happened to him. He hasn't been hit with a big hit, bro. Mm. He has not. Get, he has not. He's very good at not getting hit. Wait. He's very good. Hold on. He just had a bounce. He's a smart player from, from you know, he's very intelligent. Very he's a smart guy. He knows, he knows how to get out of bounds. Kaepernick sometimes runs, and he runs kind of scared. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he runs I would to, fucking too. I need to get Shit. Fuck, <laughs> dude. Hey, well, you got fucking hey, like 350-pound guys going after you, man. Right, right. Shit. True, true that. Hey, man, true that. Hey, man so when, I, I was I in, when I was in Pop Warner, dude, and they would they would laugh because of the way I would run. Like, you know, when the special teams would go kick off and they would be like, let's have Augie fucking return the ball. And I would catch the ball. I would always make a touchdown because I didn't run the fucking correct way. I was still scared <laughs> to fucking get hit then. I fucking moved and got the hell out of the way. You know, they always say a thing about, you know, the great players. Like, the great players, everything slows down for them. And I don't think the game has slowed down enough for him. I think what happened is when Kaepernick came out, he came out of nowhere, hardball, everybody was all pumped up. But now with the whole hardball situation, everything's kind of crumbling. And it's going to be very important who they bring in to take Kaepernick to the next level. And you know what? Hardball's a good coach, man. And you know what? That Raider game was a domino effect. Mm -hmm. That was a, a changing of the guard. Because I have a feeling... 
that Jim Hardwell's going to go to Oakland or Los Angeles, whatever it might oh, be. It might you, be right down next door from you guys. And you want to know something? The 49ers are, are going to regret they let go of Jim Hardwell, especially if he goes to the Raiders. If, if he goes to the Raiders, and then the, they're saying the 49ers are going to get John Gruden. And you know what? I'm not a big fan of John Gruden either because the year that he won, Angelo, the Super Bowl, yeah. that was Tony Dungy's defense. Absolutely. That was Tony Dungy's team. I, I and then they played the Raiders. That was his offense, brother. That was his team. Hey, he, they Adam. said in practice. What was that? Go, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, no. No, what they said is that he was acting like Rich Gannon all week during that Super Bowl practice. And then they interviewed John Lynch, Warren Sapp, and they said they knew where to stand. They knew where to be because he imitated Rich Gannon the whole game. Mm. I mean, so John Gruden gets too much credit, brother. And, and you know what? I hate him on Monday Night Football. He always says every player is a top three player. Oh, that's a top three player and this and that. Give me a break, dude. There's too many players in the league. They all can't be top three players. You can't be nice to everybody. Hey, you got to say it the way it is. Did you hear you know about, that, um, about when the Raiders head coach got doused with Gatorade after the 49er game? That was this week, right? Yeah. That they're like people that actually win, they said that they're going to stop doing that because that symbolizes like a losing kind of thing now. Yes, you know it, is. I mean? it is. No, it is. I mean, you, you don't, you celebrate, you know, meaningful wins and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But in this case, they're two and 13, yeah. you know, the, whatever it is. So Adam, what do you think, uh, what games do you think are going to be big for fantasy football this, this week? There's going to be a lot of huge ones, man. The first one I'm going to point out, like right off the bat that I see right here is I see Pittsburgh and Atlanta. Both defenses are pretty bad and both teams need the victory. Like, I'm actually going against Antonio Brown in two playoff games. Antonio Brown, I mean. So I, I'm hoping Antonio Brown doesn't go out, but I know deep down inside he is. And I actually got Julio Jones, which I had a couple of buys in a couple of uh, leagues. And on Monday night, I was just thinking to myself, just please end the game. End the game. And then he got hurt, man. And then, you know what? His injury is kind of like up in the air, and it's going to be a game-time decision. So, I mean... It's going to be crazy because, I mean, I got Sammy Watkins, too. I could throw him in there. But it just sucks because Julio started finally going off. Like I told you, like Julio's a beast, man. Like I've always, you know, that's the man crush from yeah, day Julio, one, brother. Julio's, de- not, Julio's definitely animal. a beast. But, but coming off of that injury, like you said, for one, they're going to put their best defender on, on Julio Jones and more than likely double him. Um, Antonio Brown well, is, is, has got, you know, weapons to complement what he does well. I mean, we saw that 94-yard reception from Brian last week. So I think if there's one really, you know, solid solid lock for the week, Antonio Brown would be the guy. And Julio Jones, yeah, he, you know, he's you, you can hope that he performed, but I, but I doubt he'll really have the type of numbers that he's been putting well, up the last few weeks. Well, you know what? I can guarantee if he was healthy. Like, I don't know, but I can guarantee because the week before, A.J. Green shredded Pittsburgh's defense. Absolutely, yeah. He got 200 yards, too. Angelo, I had A.J. Green and Julio Jones last week, brother, and I didn't need both of them. They were both on buys. Like, I mean, I had a buy to go into the playoffs, but it's like, it killed me. The guys guys put up 400 and some yards, you know what I mean? It's like, you couldn't carry that over. But that's what I say. I think Julio's going to go up. I think if he plays, I think... I think whatever whatever happens, I think they're going to shoot him up. He's going to be okay, and he's going to play because they really need the game. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Atlanta's offense really look great they, against uh, Green Bay last week. They put up, what, 37 points or something like that. So they've shown yeah, that, you know, that, that they can score and they can get the ball up and down the field with, with, with any team out there. Um, it's that injury that's that's really going to be your biggest concern. So, like you said, it's a game-time decision. Hopefully he plays, and if he does, then he balls out. But but uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, hit and miss until then. Hey, give me one more. Give me one more game that's going to be big, and then we're going to move on to the bum of the week. Give me one more, brother. Another another huge game, and and the way I see it, like it's going to break down is Dallas and Philadelphia. I'm also going against Nashawn McCoy, and he always kills uh, Dallas. 
and then DeMarco Murray against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. It's going to be a good game. There's going to be a lot of fantasy points. I think what's going to happen is that Dallas is going to try to shut down Deshaun McCoy because he always kills them. And if you got Macklin, I think Macklin's going to go off. I think they're going to try to force Mark Sanchez to beat them. And the Cowboys defense has been shaky. You know, they've been, they've been a little off key a little bit lately. Yeah, the, so, the I, Dallas I look defense. For Macklin, to go off for sure. The Dallas defense, best defense is a good offense at this point, and and they know that they can't keep up with Chip Kelly's offense, so the best thing they can do is just hand the ball off to DeMarco Murray 30 times and, and hope that he can get, you know, 100 and something yards, you know, for the game and, and a couple of touchdowns or something like that because they can't they can't keep up with that Philadelphia offense. And, and like you said, even though, you know, you want to put the ball to Mark Sanchez's hands, he's played pretty well, um, and I think we all know, you know, based on what Chip Kelly said, that he's, he's looked really good in that offense. Um, so hopefully that that the Dallas offense can do it, you know, can manage the ball possessions and and keep the ball, you know, for for a good amount of time. Yeah, I don't think Des Bryant and Tony Romo are going to get as many opportunities as people think, but I think they're going to make them count, whatever they do, because I, I think Philadelphia's defense is pretty opportunistic. The special teams as well. I mean, they've been killing it, the defense and the special teams. So it, it's. It's going to be interesting to see how that game breaks down. I mean, that game is literally for the division. Yeah, and so, Dallas is trying. Like said, is fighting for a playoff spot right now. So you know they have the incentive to come out and give it. You know, one hundred and ten percent. Okay. Um. So last week, Adam, who was your bum of the week? Last week was Johnny Manziel, bum what, of the week, and, and it's kind of ironic that he's been named the starter this week, Mister Midget, according to Marvin Lewis. So Marvin Lewis called the man the midget. So I mean, so, Johnny so if Manziel he comes out and balls out. Now. What is he this week? What, what was that? I'm sorry. I said if he comes out this week and he balls out, what is he going to be? Nah, he's not. I can guarantee <laughs> oh, he's, he's not. not gonna... You know what? They're going to keep. They're going to keep it very simple for him. I'm going to go ahead and say he's going to make anywhere from. He might throw the ball 22 times. He might. He's going to be close. He's not going to throw the ball very much. They're going to keep him moving it constantly in the pocket. He's. You know, if you have Josh, I have Josh Gordon in all my leagues. You know what? And yeah, he came up short last week. He he was tired. They said that it's really buried the third game of the preseason. Whatever, he should have made that catch. But I'm kind of worried about the Josh Gordon situation because I don't think he's. They might find him on a broken play, but if Josh Gordon balls it up, it's gonna have to be him. It's gonna be all the yak. It's gonna be after yards after catch, guaranteed. But that's because exactly, Manziel's not that, gonna be able to get the ball down the field. This is it. They're not playing, you know, regular Oklahoma. You know what I mean? This is the NFL. You're this right, but what? But when Johnny Manziel was successful at Texas A&M, what did he do? He he he. Took advantage of broken plays and he threw the ball up to a big receiver in Mike yeah, Evans. Yeah, but, that's but exactly the, but the guys has. that were playing defense are now, I mean, college are, you know, bouncers at nightclubs. They don't play professional football. You know what I mean? There might have been three guys now that are playing defense against them that are in the NFL, and then literally not all of them are starters. And then probably the other eight guys are, you know, nightclub bouncers or something. You know what I mean? That's the difference. This is the NFL. You know what I mean? There's different guys chasing you. Once you used to be able to get around that corner, or those little windows, everything closes a lot faster. Well, I mean, he's already he's, he's already he's, he's already proven guy. that he can do a little bit of that, you know, in, the, in his almost comeback win a couple of weeks ago when when Briar Hoyer got yanked. You know what I mean? So he's oh, proven that. that he can that he can at least you know get out there and make things happen. It may not be on schedule like the offensive coordinator you know likes, but at the same time, he's never really been the type of player who likes to do things by the book. You know what I mean? He kind of he kind of colors outside the lines a little bit. And like I said, when he has a big receiver to throw the ball up to, that gives him an opportunity to be successful. But but uh, Adam, who did you say this week's bum of the week is? This bum of the week, you know what? I was thinking of quite a few different people, but uh, you know what? 
I'm sorry, man. I forgot. Who did we say for the bum of the week this Magic, week? I'm sorry Magic about that argument. No, that's all right. Magic Johnson. Magic. Oh, so we're going to go. I walk. That's right. Magic Johnson. You know what? Magic Johnson's talking about how the Lakers need to tank all the games and this and that. Like, who says that? You know what I mean? I thought Magic Johnson was like the man of L.A. And for him to say for the Lakers to tank all their games, you know what's crazy? I've been watching a lot of TV lately, and a lot of people give a lot of love to the Clippers, and, like, the Lakers are no longer the team no more. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? You know, the Clippers haven't even won anything. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But for Matthew Johnson to say, tell Byron Scott, you know what, I think it's better off for you to tank all the games. Like, that's a loser's mentality. Like, once you get that mentality, you're always going to be a loser. You know what I mean? Like, but, what happened to Magic Johnson? He's a straight bum. But, but if you're looking at it from – it's two perspectives to look at it from, right? You got the ownership perspective and you got the ball player perspective. Magic Johnson, when he was a ball player, was he wanted to win as badly as anybody else in the league. But as an owner, he has all the incentive in, in the world to say, hey, you guys tank all the games because we want to get a top five pick. So is he is he really the bum of the week? First of all, he's not a bum because he's got millions and billions of dollars. But besides oh, that, yeah. <laughs> but besides that no, but- I mean, let, let's just think about it. Let's say we win. Let's just say the Lakers won 25 games this year, right? And so they're out of the top five uh, draft in the draft when the draft comes around. So then, who do they pick up? Nobody. But we still got Kobe Bryant next year in the same well, team. No, next no. Year. The, the Lakers have never drafted. It's got to be the person for them to draft. They've never been a team like, hey, we're going to build through the draft. You don't do that. This is the NBA. The NFL, you can build through the draft. The NBA, you have to land that superstar free agent on their second contract. That's the way it works. You gotta, you gotta lure someone in, you know. And then also too, just to go on Magic Johnson. I mean, he's a baller. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the richest guys. But his money compared to, like, Jerry Buss's money and the whole Buss family and then the people that own the Dodgers, like, he's just a small, you know, they probably just give him free tickets, brother. He's not a <laughs> dumb man. You know what I mean? He's not a dumb man. He probably owns maybe 2%. You right. know what I mean? Which hey, is, I mean, that's more than... But, I mean, look... That's more than what I got. Man, that's more, for real, huh? Hey, but look, I'm a, I'm a life hard, lifelong diehard Laker fan. And it's killing me to see how sorry we are right now. Mm. So what I what I prefer <laughs> that we lose all of our games and have a chance to be better next year, or win a few games and not be good for a long ass time. Just as you a fan, what? I want to see us get I, good again. I think I think with the Lakers, the NBA can only be without having a superstar there or having because such a it's such a big market and the Lakers are such part of LA. Like it's it's like they're like a professional football team. They're that kind of magnitude, like whether the star attraction. It's only a matter of time where they're going to land someone or someone's going to want to go play there. And I honestly think that people don't want to play there because of all the issues that are going on and, you know, Genie Bus, you know, saying whatever about Kobe and all this stuff that's been going on in sports and all that. It's going to happen sooner or later. Like I said a while back, I didn't like Carmelo Anthony. There's somebody going to be out there that's going to come this way. Like I actually wanted Raj on Rondo to come, and that was just going to be a quick fix just to be, make us a kind of a winning team get in the eighth place, but there's somebody out there. Like, the answer for us is not, you know, next year or the year after that. It's going to be a little bit down the line. I, I see us, like, coming back. There's somebody out there. It's going to take – this is a two- to four-year plan where we're going to have to land somebody and then get but other players it, in because the you, superstar's out there. It's not in the NBA right now. You know, that's for sure. But let's, just, know, but let's just think about the fact that there may be a superstar out there that we can land. There's not a single team that – there's not a single superstar who's bigger than a team. Because we saw that last year in San Antonio, right? San Antonio doesn't necessarily have a huge superstar, but they got Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu right, Ginobili, right, right. Kawhi Leonard, and, and they beat LeBron James in the Miami Heat, a team full of quote-unquote superstars. So even if the Lakers do get one star, one star is not going to be big enough to outshine whatever team is playing well at the time. All right. But that's the thing. 
Yeah, you got to get them all together at the same time. Everything got to click right at the same time. Have, bringing those free agents. You yeah. got to have good players, and they got to complement each other. Okay, so uh, moving forward, Adam, we're gonna go ahead and get into the pick of uh, NFL picks. You ready? To, you ready, brother? Let's do it. Okay, hold on. All right, so the first game is a Thursday night game. So, Angelo and Adam, rapid fire. We're going to go through the games. I want you both to tell me who you guys think is going to win. Yep. First game, we got Cardinals and Ra- Cardinals and Rams. I'm going Cardinals. That's the Rams. I got to go Rams. They're hot. Like I told you, they're the hottest pick right now. That defense is on fire, brother. Okay, next one. Uh, Adam, you start first. Uh, Steelers and Falcons. You know what? I think the Falcons are going to win. I, I got my heart's on this one. Even if Julio Jones doesn't play, it's in Atlanta. I think they're going to be fired up. They're going to get the W. Uh, this is about the time that, that Steelers usually turn it up every year. They're getting ready for the playoffs. They know that it, it's a it's a big game of the season. I'm picking Steelers. Redskins and Giants. Giants. Yeah, that's easy. Giants. Redskins, I don't know if anybody knows last week. That was a, a good little stick on what Jeff Fisher did. He sent all the guys that they traded for RG3, all the draft picks. That was a smooth one, man. That was yeah. a smooth one by Def- Jeff Fisher. Definitely smooth. The, Red- the Redskins are falling apart, you know, the- all the way from the from the top to the bottom. Can't got to go with the Giants on this one. Dolphins and Patriots, Adam. You know what? This game's gonna be interesting all the way down. But you know what? This is where uh, the Patriots come through. Like I said, they just keep it rolling, man. They keep it rolling. Patriots got that t- that championship mentality, and the, and the Dolphins have looked great this year. As a matter of fact, this is a great divisional matchup. First game of the year, the Dolphins beat the Patriots surprisingly, and I think they've showed that they can they can compete at that level. But we got to go Patriots at home this week. Raiders and Chiefs, Adam. You know, like I said earlier, you know, the Raiders got their first win. The party, the streamers are coming out, and then all of a sudden they have they're like, "Oh my gosh, we got a game tomorrow!" And then they lose fifty-two-zero. Look for the same thing to happen again on Sunday, Chiefs. Angelo. Uh, yeah, definitely got to go Chiefs. I don't know if you guys remember, but the, the Chiefs lost to the Raiders a couple a few weeks back, and, and it was a surprise, you know, upset. But but I think the Chiefs are going to get revenge this week. Texans and Colts. This game, this game right here, it's going to be interesting. I've been hearing that JJ Watson to play more tight end this week. Look for that. Like I said, JJ Watt MVP. But the Colts got to win, man. If the Colts win this game, they lock up the division. I like them at home. They've usually turned up Houston offensively. So yeah. Colts. Tough divisional matchup. The Colts had a great comeback victory against the Browns last week. I think they stay on course this week and, and get another W against Houston. Next game we got going on is going to be Bengals and Browns. Go for it, Angel. Let me know how you see this game. Bengals and Browns. You know what? I know everybody's excited to see Johnny Manziel, but but the Bengals have been playing really well over the last few weeks. Andy Dalton looks good. AJ, Dre, AJ Green's healthy again. I got to go Bengals on this one, but I am excited to see what comes out of Cleveland. You know what? The Bengals are going to get the W on this one. But the most important thing to see in this game is when Johnny Manziel gets hit and how quickly he gets up. <laughs> like I said, this is the NFL. This is the big boy league. They don't play Bengals. Jaguars and Ravens. This you know what? The, the Ravens won last week, man. I actually have some money on that game. They almost... I'm better on Miami, and I'm kind of pissed off about that. But, like, the Ravens, they just find a way. Like, last week, Torrey Smith got hurt. It, it was interesting that the Ravens are winning. I kind of, I don't know, it's crazy. I think it's a, a Gary Kubiak's offense. It's kind of that trap zone where Justin Forsyth is going off. I like the Ravens. Yeah, this is an easy one. The, Jag- the Jaguars have played respectably over the last few weeks, but we got to go Ravens this time of the year. Packers and Bills. 
you know what? This game, if you got Aaron Rodgers in fantasy, you're for him to get off to a slow start. You know what? The Bills, they're tough. And then at home, like I told you, their fans are probably like, they're off the chain, the, the Bills fans. But, you know, Eddie Lacy being hurt, I still see them getting the victory. But don't look for Aaron Rodgers to have a big week, man. Look for him to probably, you know, lean on some running game, a lot of check downs. But I like Green Bay with a W. I actually agree with you, Adam. I think, uh, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers has an off week, it could be this one. That Bills defense is really tough. Um, they're playing at home where the fans are, are ballistic at times. I do like Green Bay in this one, um, but I, I think Aaron Rodgers may slow down from what his pace has been the last few weeks. Okay. Um, Buccaneers and Panthers. Oh, man. Cam Newton got in that accident. But you know what? There's going to be an accident on Sunday with Derek Henderson with the backup quarterback, brother. I think Tampa Bay, you know, Levy Smith is going to have him riled up, ready to go. Like I said, he's, he's a blue-collar guy, like I said last week. I think Tampa Bay is going to be a good team next year, man. But that's next year, you know. But this week, they will get the W over the Panthers. Angela? Uh, you know what? The Panthers looked great against the Saints last week, and I think they rallied behind Derek Anderson after this Cam Newton injury. I'm going to actually go with the upset, and I'm going to go with Panthers on this one at home. Ooh, uh, Jets and Titans. Oh. Go for it, Angelo. Uh, Jets and Titans. I got to go with the with the Titans. You know, Tennessee has been inconsistent for the most of the year, but the Jets just don't know what in the hell they're doing over there, dude. So I got to go Titans just as by default. You know what? I, I'm gonna go with the Jets. But if you want to know something? Rex Ryan is gonna be one of the best coaches out on the market next year. Whoever needs a coach, I can even go to Atlanta. He's gonna replace. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons coach, and he's going to go in there, and he's like a, a tough guy. So, I mean, he's going to toughen up that team. But I like the Jets to win this week. But, like I said, Rex Ryan's a good coach. He needs a coach. Jets. Okay, Broncos and Chargers. Go for it, Angelo. Man, you know what? I, I had a lot of hope in the Chargers. You know, earlier this year, they were playing really well. Phillip Rivers looked great. Um, but the last few weeks, you know, since this, the mid-season point, the Chargers have just been too con- inconsistent. I know Peyton Manning hasn't played that well himself, but they still got a great team. They got great players. I got to go Broncos. You know what? The Chargers were actually my pick to win this division, and I have a feeling I still like the Broncos to win the Super Bowl, but I have a feeling the Chargers are going to win this game. I feel like they need it. I feel like occasionally they pop up with these victories. Look for Ryan Matthews to have a good game. It's crazy the way this all works out. It is. But the Chargers are going to get the W, and they're going to find a way to get in the playoffs. I wouldn't Chargers. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Vikings and Lions. I, I, I like the I like the Lions. This is a whole, totally different team. But you want to know something? This game, Minnesota's another team. Look out for them next year. Their, their defense is coming together. They got some good players on the back end. But, you know what I mean? The Lions... They're a hell of a team, but like I don't know if anybody, Angelo, I don't know if you noticed, but Calvin Johnson—they're saying that he's not the same, and the, the Lions might let him go. He might not be a Detroit Lion next year. How interesting is that? Man, that would be ridiculous because there's no way you can replace Megatron. He's—he's he's an absolute beast. You can put him anywhere on the field. He can do anything that you want him to do. If they let him go, they're just—they're just crazy. Uh, but you're right. The Vikings got a chance next year. Teddy Bridgewater may end up being the offensive rookie of the year. Although he's flown under the radar for the most part, he's played pretty well at the quarterback position for a rookie especially. Um, and, and although they, they have looked good at times, I think in this case you got to go with the Lions just because Calvin Johnson can't be stopped. You want to know the difference between you want to know the difference between Teddy Bridgewater and Russell Wilson? They're almost the exact same player. Is Russell Wilson has a better arm? That's for sure. But if you were, they're the same size, but Russell Wilson's hands are humongous. Humongous. And if Teddy Bridge, yeah, they're humongous. And if they were the, if Teddy Bridgewater had hands like him, he'd be that same kind of player. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what's crazy. Uh, 
49ers and Seahawks. This game, 49ers this, and Seahawks. Go for that. They'll take it. No, man, this game should have been one that we got all got excited about. It's you know, it's late in the year. It's a divisional matchup. Everybody thought the 49ers, after coming off of two you know uh, divisional championship games, would be you know right there in the thick of things. But the Seahawks have looked dominant. The 49ers have looked really bad, like you said, with this hardball controversy going on. It seems to be distracting the, the entire team. I think the Seahawks, and I think the Seahawks big. You think, see, I, I think the 49ers come out and they show a little bit of heart, but at the end, Seattle's just going to overtake them. And like I, I was a week late on that Carlos Hyde. I think this is the week where Carlos Hyde does take the whole full workload. But even though that, I mean, it is just too much Seattle. I'm not a big fan of the Seahawks. I'm going to be honest with you, but they're looking good. I think the NFC is a little weak. I don't think it's as strong as what people think. And if there's any and, if there's I, any team that the Seahawks get ramped up for, it's the 49ers. Do Richard Sherman and, oh, and, and sure. does not like anybody on the 49ers organization, and sometimes has more interceptions than they have receptions. So, yeah, this, I yep. think this is a, this is a mismatch. Cowboys and Eagles. This is this is a super key game right here. So this is probably the key. This is the heavyweight matchup of the week, guaranteed. What's interesting in this game, when I know this very well, is Cody Parkey is my kicker. And to, if this game comes down to a field goal and Cody Parker has to kick it, I'm a little worried. He said he's day-to-day and he's limited with the groin, with the right groin. I don't know how my kicker got hurt, man. But if it comes down to a kick, hopefully uh, Parkey makes it through. I like the Eagles at home, though. I think they have a little too much and the Cowboys are too shaky on B. And you can't hand the ball to DeMarco Murray 45 times a game. You know what I mean? This is it. That's not O.J. Simpson or Jim Brown, brother. I like uh, surprisingly I like the Cowboys and here's why I think the Seattle Seahawks showed a little bit of a formula of how to beat the Philadelphia Eagles last week by, by limiting them in a number of plays a number of yards a number of total offense altogether that Cowboys defense is shaky I will admit but I think the offense will do enough to keep the Eagles offense off the field uh, DeMarco Murray's had a great year I know he's going for nearly 2,000 yards hopefully Tony, Tony Romo comes out and plays well I'm going to go with, with, with Dallas I think they got something to play for Okay, Monday night game, uh, Saints and Chicago. Saints and Bears. You know what? I think the Saints are the biggest disappointment this year. Like I told you last week, I don't know what's wrong with Drew Brees. I like Chicago in this game. I think Matt Forte is going to have a huge game. I I just, you know, that's another. I think Sean Payton's not going to get fired, but I think Rob Ryan, Rex Ryan's brother, is going to get shit canned. And he's actually a defensive coordinator. I I don't know if you noticed last week, those uh, two coaches were getting after it. And the Saints are in just complete disarray. I like the Bears. I completely agree with you in the comments about the Saints. I don't know what's going on, but I will admit, I had high hopes for Jay Cutler this year. I thought with the quarterback whisper that he had in the coach and, and the offensive weapons that he had, that he would have a much better season. There's really only one player in this game, and that's and that's Matt Forte. Every other player on both of these teams has been subpar for most of the year. I'm going to go with the Bears, but I don't like the Bears a whole lot this week. Mm, neither do I, and I'm a fan. Anyways, okay, there are your Week 15 NFL picks. All right, before we end this podcast, Adam, you wanted to go ahead and talk about boxing. Go ahead and talk about the matchup that's coming up. You, you know what? I just wanted to talk about uh, Canelo Alvarez and Miguel Cotto. I think that's a key matchup on May 2nd. It's a huge one. I mean, we're talking about two two fighters. Basically, I mean, Miguel Cotto's like a little bit seasoned, but not too much. He's still an elite fighter, and you got Canelo Alvarez. I mean, you know what's the crazy thing about boxing? I'm a big boxing fan, and it's very seldom that you get two fighters on the same level about to fight. You usually get one that's on his way inside and the other one that's on the way out, and this is going to be a super mega fight. It's going to sell a lot of pay-per-views. 
it's gonna the winner of this fight's probably gonna get another fight, and it's gonna probably either gonna be against Manny Pacquiao or Floyd Mayweather. But I have a feeling, like I mentioned last week, that fight is gonna happen because Mayweather's actually settling up for two thirds of the purse. And and so, that's really the fight to get excited about. I'll admit, as much as I like Canelo Alvarez, I think Miguel Cotto is way past his prime, and I think all he's gonna be is a punching bag for Canelo. He's just a younger more energetic, more lively fighter. And, and Mikhail Cotto, as much as I do respect him and, and what he's done with his career, I just don't know that he can that he can keep up with what Canelo's bringing. Yeah. You know what's crazy, though? I mean, I would give you that if he had those subpart trainers. But ever since he's taken on Freddie Roach, it's taken his game to a whole other level. And, and him being older and more mature, I, I think Miguel Cotto's a little smarter how he fights. You know, it's just like when uh, Floyd Mayweather Sr. took advantage of his son and started taking over for his uncle. It's like he knew how to say, you know what, you gotta get, you gotta dish out pain and make sure you don't take any. And that's what Freddie Roach is doing. He's making him real precise. You know, he, Freddie Roach is one of the best. You know what I mean? It's too Absolutely. bad that he has Parkinson's, but I mean, he's the man. No, you know, I mean, Freddie, Freddie Roach is an level. unbelievable trainer. If there's anybody that's gonna have Miguel Cotto ready and prepared to fight Canelo, it's Freddie Roach, without a doubt. Uh, but I think he's going to have, quite honestly, I think he's going to have to trim down a bit. Um, in the last fight that I saw him, and I can't remember who, exactly who it was, I know he bulked up, you know, wanted to take a little bit different approach to his to his uh, tactics. But I think he's going to have to trim down because if he wants to keep up with Canelo Alvarez, he's got to be fast in the ring. He's got to be light on his feet. Um, so we'll see if Freddie Roach can, can, can really improve him, uh, his, his, his abilities in the ring like that. I can guarantee one thing, that Miguel Cotto's footwork is – second to none when it when it comes to being the aggressor. Floyd Mayweather's really good footwork getting out of the way and, you know, acting like he's fighting. But Miguel Cotto to deliver punches, I mean his footwork is off the chain. Absolutely. And that's all he, I mean he actually had that before he had Freddie Roach. And then Freddie Roach just like I said he hooked them up and took it to a whole other level as well. Yeah, and I, I will say this, that it might be the most exciting fight of the year next year because both of these guys really go after uh, the other fighter when they're in the ring. Canelo Alvarez is not going to back down from anyone. Miguel Cotto is not going to back down from anyone. And these guys are just going to brawl. So it's, it's going to be an exciting fight, okay. I will say that. Okay, cool. That was make you can also break you. All right, give it to me, Adam. All right, man. Augie. Yeah, give it to me. You have to end your shit. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry about that. Scared money don't make money. I'm out. <laughs>